Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. So with that, pour yourself a cup and let's get to it. Focus on how to be social, not on how to do social. Jay Bear. Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today, I'm actually coming to you live from Iceland. I ran a little bit behind recording these, so I'm actually recording them here and I honestly wish I had brought my secondary mic so that I could have had some guest stars on my podcast episode today, but unfortunately I only brought one, so you guys are just stuck with me for the day. Which reminds me, if you guys aren't already like basically following the whole Iceland trip. I'm here with Larissa and Arthur. So they're currently hiding in their bedrooms right now while they let me record this, which is super, super nice. But for today, I figured it would be super kind of relevant for us to talk about social media again. Now, I know that we did a whole chat about social media back in the early weeks of the Coffee Talk podcast, but I figured we could bring it back up because while that was all about how to actually use social media to your advantage and just basically my overall opinion on it, I figured today we would go through how to detox your social media accounts while I actually do it in live time with you. Now, I don't know if you guys have been or watched my videos. Some of you guys are actually, or at least I've gotten a lot of comments that a lot of you guys come right from my podcast and have never heard of my YouTube before. So that's kind of cool. But just in general, I actually posted my birthday vlog last night. And one of the things that I wrote about in the description was just about how in general, I've been feeling like I haven't been posting as much and I've been aware of it, but it's also stemmed from a fact that I know that there's just like this overwhelming pressure, especially with social media to constantly be posting and constantly just kind of be driving content out. And I don't know, I kind of struggle with the whole idea of posting content that's just fluff. So in that whole little just spiel that I wrote about on that video in the description box, I was talking about basically how just like my anxiety was a little higher than usual and how I haven't really been feeling that great about how much I haven't been posting, but also knowing that I needed to kind of slow down in order to make sure that I'm posting with intention, you know? And so I feel like just in general, social media has been and always will be one of those, I think, main triggers for a lot of us when it comes to feeling like a sense of not really comparison, but I guess a like like a lack of worth, I, I guess, in a way. I don't know. I hope you guys know what I'm saying. But basically what I'm getting to here is that I think when it starts to feel that way, it's always a good idea to kind of just check in on where your social media is at and perhaps do a little bit of a detox. So while I've been here, I've been posting still, but I've also noticed that I haven't really been like on, I guess, my socials just as much. I also had to get a new phone recently. So a lot of like my apps and stuff I haven't even re-downloaded yet, which has been super helpful because it's also keeping me off social media. But just in general, now that I have it all back and I've been like reorganizing my new phone and stuff, I figured it would also be a good time to reorganize my social media accounts. So why not just, you know, do it together? So again, I know we've already discussed the whole social media 
concept. And if you guys want to listen to that episode, I think it was like week three or week four, like the fourth ever episode of this podcast, which is crazy because we've been doing this for almost a year now, kind of insane, just chatting for a half an hour on a weekly basis. It's been super fun. But in general, I feel like one of the things that I touched on in that podcast, and I'm just going to touch on it lightly in this one, is intention. Because like I said, when you're posting, you always want to post, or at least for me anyway, I always like to post with intention. I like to know what my intentions are, not just with social media, but I guess with everything in a way, solely because I feel like when you are checked into your intentions, then you're always acting and creating and speaking out of a sense of mindfulness and consciousness. And I think that that's super important, especially with social media in today's world, because A lot of the times technology and social media are triggering a lot of unconsciousness in us and triggering a lot of just kind of like following the latest trend and the latest Kardashian rather than actually mindfully wondering like, why am I doing this? What am I trying to say here? Or what is important to me? So when it comes to even just detoxing my social media or just in general, when I've kind of touched on the fact that when I do go to post lately, I've been just quickly briefing myself like, okay, what is my intention here? What is the intention that I'm trying to get at? Like for instance, what your intentions are versus what they are not. My intention is for, I guess, in a way not to think or to spread any type of negativity online because I think that that is one thing that can be super, super easy is to kind of just like fluff all of our dirty laundry on the internet. And we see that a lot. I feel like that's a big thing, especially even with YouTube, where it's like, where you see these videos where it's exposing one another. And you see these videos where it's just like spreading all the negativity in the world. And even the social media or I wouldn't even necessarily call it social media, but growing up watching things like the news and on TV, that was like the pre-social media to what social media is now, right? And I feel like it's become a norm that we all tend to focus on the negative. And even just in terms of reading my own like comments on things, and you guys might feel this way too, but you always tend to zone in on that one negative person rather than the 10 positive people. And it's a bad habit, but I think that we should be a little, I guess, lenient and patient with ourselves in the sense that I think it's deeply ingrained. It's easy to focus on the negative because negativity spews just more energy than positivity, but it doesn't mean it's better energy. And so whenever I go to post anything or even just those days that, you know, you get really frustrated or something kind of crappy happened to you, maybe at a store or in line getting your coffee or while you were driving to work and you just want to tweet about it or you just want to like throw that negativity online. I try and be very wary of that. Like when I'm having a bad day or when I'm super anxious or when I'm not feeling my greatest to just make sure my intention is never to spread that kind of negativity. Even if releasing that negativity online might make me feel better for a moment, all it's going to do is ripple outwards. So that's definitely, first of all, not my intention at all. And when you go to do your detox and when I go to do my detox in terms of positive versus negative, it's always a very easy, good place to look right away. Like, what are you seeing on your feed? Is it positive or is it negative? What's the tone of the things that you're reading or the people that you're following? Is it positive or is it negative? It's like the easiest and I guess the most relevant to point out because if you're surrounding yourself with negativity all the time on a daily basis, then odds are you're probably going to feel a lot more negative. And then secondly, and I think that this happens a lot online too, or at least the tone of a lot of the things that we see and a lot of the things that people post is like 
to try and one up one another, like be better than anybody else. And that is also just an intention that is so, I guess, unpure. Again, I think that it's deeply ingrained. And again, I think that it comes from comparing and contrasting lives to one another and thinking like, oh, this person must have it better than me. Or now that I'm posting this or I'm on vacation, like my life seems so much cooler than that person's or anything like that. Just those types of negative contexts. Like those are things that I think that we can automatically or we tend to automatically pick up even if it's a subconscious or a subtle energy that we're picking up on but it's always good to be aware of those intentions because when those types of intentions are at play especially with social media we don't realize how much time we spend on our phones we don't realize how much of that energy we're soaking up and we don't realize how much of those just little subtle like ripples of energy actually come out in our day-to-day living and tend to affect our overall mood in like a day-to-day or weekly or monthly basis. And then we start to wonder like, I mean, I don't have any black and white statistics to share with you guys right now, but I think we can all agree that there has been a big increase in people struggling with mental health. And it doesn't go without saying that that has also climbed as social media has become more popular and more relevant in our day-to-day lives. So intention is huge. I think that it's better to make your intention to surround yourself with aligning energy. Like ask yourself, what kind of things are you trying to attract into your life? And then make sure that you're surrounding yourself with that energy all the time, especially online. Again, I don't know how many of you guys have that, you know, thing that tells you how much time you're spending on your phone. I feel like that's been like a recent update that's maybe shook a lot of us that we're now realizing we spend way more time on our phones than we may have thought. And all that screen time that we're seeing and we're scrolling is affecting the mood that we have and affecting the thoughts that we carry into our day. So when you're aligning the things that you follow with the energy you're trying to attract, it's going to open up that like doorway inside your mind, right? It's going to open up even just that energy field to attract more of that energy to yourself and align yourself with the things that you're trying to basically manifest. Not to mention to make your intention to set yourself up for more success and to make your intention to allow yourself to enjoy social media more because all we're ever told is how bad social media is. And even that in itself is a negative context. We're told that we're spending too much time online. We're spending too much time scrolling. We're spending too much time on our phones. But I think that the more and more that we're telling ourselves this, the harder we're making it on ourselves. I think that if we can just accept that technology and social media is not going anywhere, then we can use that knowledge as our power and start to utilize these tools in a way that actually end up embracing and lifting us to higher levels rather than dragging us down or making us feel guilty. I do think that it is better to obviously spend less time on our phones and more time connecting to one another and connecting to the world around us. But I also think that social media does not have to be a bad thing. It isn't going anywhere and we're all pretty committed to it. I know I love Instagram. I love Twitter. I love YouTube. I just love the freaking interweb. So instead of, you know, bagging on myself or feeling crappy about how much time I might spend on it or we all do as a mass population, then maybe we should just get better at detoxing it and filtering our feeds, for lack of a better word, so that they end up aligning with us rather than making us feel crappy. So let's start with Twitter. I'm literally opening up my Twitter now. It's so funny now that I have a new phone and I can't find my apps anywhere, but here we go. Okay, I haven't been on Twitter, I don't think at all today. So really quick, I'm gonna tweet out a quick hi to you guys. Location settings is on, so you guys will know. What should I say? I don't even know what to say to you guys right now. I don't even have any of my drafted tweets on this phone. This is gonna be complicated. I really do have to pull something out of thin air right now. You're always trying to be, you guys hear my nails tapping? Hopefully not. Normal. 
you'll never know how amazing you can be. And I'm going to put a black heart because aesthetic, you know? Anyways, as I was saying, let's start with Twitter. Okay, I honestly have not like updated my Twitter in a hot minute. I really like my banner right now. It's like blue and pink clouds. So I feel like that is kind of exactly the mood that I have. But I feel like, you know what? I'm going to change my little profile picture. I feel like when it comes to updating my socials, the first thing I always like to do is just like update your whole design. Because I feel like, again, it comes with the whole with not feeling crappy about loving social media. I love doing this stuff. I love creating like a mood online. So I'm going to change my photo to my most recent yoga one, maybe. Okay. We're doing a waterfall with a coffee, which is so suitable because we're sitting here literally having a coffee talk. Perfect. And then my background. Oh, let's change it to something with Bentley in it. I miss him so much. That is like one thing I do have to say when it comes to traveling. The hardest part is always when you have to go on trips without your dog. I just miss him so much. The people that are watching him, this is so unrelated to today's topic. I'm sorry, but the people that are watching him keep sending me photos and it's just the cutest thing ever. He's actually having such a good time and that makes me feel so freaking happy. Okay, I'm gonna go find the pictures that I took of Bentley when I first got this phone. This will do. Oh yes. Just kidding. I changed it again. (laughs) I literally had to go offline and like actually think about that for a second, but I'm back. I changed it to a yoga photo and then I changed it to me and my purple, well, lavender cloud puffer coat. So the design is updated. But one thing I haven't done on Twitter in a really long time is just creep like who I'm actually following. So I'm going to go through and just basically just start unclicking that there's just like people that I don't really know, I guess. I, that, that would be the first place to start, right? I feel like in the beginning phases of Twitter, there was like that era where you just followed like everyone and everything. And I feel like there's so many inactive followers. So that's the first thing I'm going to do is just start unclicking some of the more inactive and just random accounts that like don't post anymore and just get that fluff out of here. And then in general, and I'm not going to like, I feel like it would be a super negative thing to drop like actual accounts and names, but anything that I've basically seen recently that's been a little bit more negative, I'm also going to, you know, just maybe pop those off as well. (laughs) Already this is starting to feel so much better though. For instance, one of the accounts I'm following is literally called Dumb Tweets Watchdog. And all they do is quote people's tweets and say, bark, bark, bark. Now, while that might be kind of iconic, I don't really need that on my feed. So unfollow. Okay, cool. This has been a really good detox so far. I feel like I've unfollowed a lot of accounts already. By the way, while I'm doing this and just scrolling through and (laughs) unclicking accounts, I just want to like clarify that I'm not doing this in the way that'd be like, oh yes, this is so great. Unfollow people because that's kind of rude. I don't know. I guess I'm just doing this more so from the standpoint of not that unfollowing somebody makes you feel good about yourself, but it just unfollowing things that don't fit your feet anymore. They just don't align with who you are. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. These people are, I'm sure, great people, but I don't need to see their stuff. That's all. That's all I'm saying. All right, done. So, I mean, this step might take a little while. I feel like I just like stopped recording for a good 10 minutes there as I was scrolling and checking, but it feels really good. This is like the decluttering of those jeans that just like, you know, they don't really fit you anymore. Or they're like floods now in the back of your closet or those old papers that just don't hold any kind of value. And you just, they've just been sitting there for so long and you haven't touched it. And it, that's the kind of like good feeling you get. Now I can scroll through my actual feed and see what I'm seeing from a fresh perspective. So in general, I feel like I haven't really like creeped Twitter in the sense of, I don't know, just like the updates and stuff they have. Like what is Twitter bookmarks? I'm very curious by this. I haven't taken some time to actually go through all of the social media updates and just play around with the new things that they let you do. For instance, the whole drafting tweets, that's actually a thing. I feel like 
if you guys have ever been curious, or maybe you guys already do this too, I don't know, but I draft a lot of tweets when I think of them in the moment. Otherwise I would be bothering you 24 seven if I were to tweet every time I actually thought of something. So I keep a good draft, just a good list of drafted tweets of quotes and little things and thoughts that I have. And every time I'm like, I just feel like talking to you guys, I'll just pop one on my feed. And that is one feature that I feel like is really cool, but I do not understand the rest of these features. I feel like I'm starting to become, you know, how like parents and like older people, they're like, what are this? That is me right now. I really need to take a hot minute and really learn the ins and outs of the new updated Twitter. But in general, if you guys are looking for some really fun accounts that I do follow, let me start off by naming a few of them that I actually freaking love. So first of all, I recently followed Cookie Monster and wow, that was a great choice because he tweets just the funniest things ever and I love cookies. So that worked. Another one that I absolutely love to follow and I've retweeted them a few times so you guys may have already seen but it's called the moon tarot so they tweet like daily readings for every single day they'll pull a card and they'll give you like a little blurb about what the card means for the day and i think that that's really cool but they also tweet just like super positive stuff so i really like their account and then there's one too that i follow called awakening and they post just really cool like little poems and just really cute quotes. So those are probably my top three, at least recently that I've been looking to when I'm going through my social media. And then I have a few fun accounts too, just like, you know, little ones for Toronto and little ones for just things that I'm into, like photography and dogs and all of that. And like lost in history. That's another big favorite of mine because they post really cool old historic photos and just give you like the background of them and just little things like that, that kind of intrigue my brain rather than make me feel drained. So I think I figured out this whole Twitter bookmark thing. You can actually bookmark tweets kind of like you can on Instagram. So in general, I'm going to go through and find a few tweets that just are super positive and bookmark them for a time where maybe I'm feeling low. Or you could bookmark like tweet ideas. You could bookmark a lot of stuff. I feel like there's some cool ways you could use this whole bookmark thing. So for instance, the moon tarot, like we were just talking about, They tweeted something that says, as you acknowledge the weight of the pain that you carry, you build the strength to understand that it serves as a reminder of the lessons that you've learned. Over time, the strength makes it manageable to carry this reminder with you. So not only am I going to favorite that, but I'm going to bookmark it for another time when maybe I might need to hear that again. So I've also noticed that the very, very top of the whole Twitter feed. There's this little sparkly emoji, so I'm clicking on it. I'm honestly doing this in live time with you guys, but it says home shows you the top tweets first. So you can see latest tweets instead and view content preferences. So I'm going to change it so that the trends are on so that what is trending for my location will pop up towards the top. I like that. And then what's the other content preference? It says muted and blocked accounts. So that's not so important because I don't have any of those, but just another little fun fact about Twitter. I feel like Twitter dipped out for a while and now it's dipping back in, but now that I've like filtered through my feed, I'm, I'm really excited to just scroll again. And then last but not least, the other thing that you can do on Twitter, which is super cool, is make lists, which again, I feel like could be super helpful when you're looking for just like specific content you want to go through, whether it's makeup, photos, more historical tweets, funny tweets, happy tweets. So I'm going to make a list of happy tweets and then I'm going to make a list of funny tweets and... I'm going to add a few of those tweets in there for, like I said, when you just need a good laugh or when you need just like a good pick-me-up. Sometimes I find Twitter can be like the little refuge from Instagram in the sense that scrolling through photos can be really fun, but scrolling through people's thoughts, I love that Twitter is more so like thoughts and things that you would say rather than things that you would show. So 
it's hard to like edit things on Twitter, you know, to, to face tune yourself on Twitter. I mean, obviously people still post photos to Twitter, but you guys get what I'm saying. I feel like my Twitter is my home base. I feel like all of you guys that do follow me on Twitter, we're like a crew. We always just share super fun and positive stuff. And that's why I think Twitter, I have to say, is one of my favorite social media apps. So now that we've gotten Twitter out of the way, I'm going to go through my Instagram next and then my YouTube, sharing with you guys some of the YouTubers that I love to follow, sharing with you guys some of my favorite Instagram accounts, and basically my thoughts on all of the above. So make sure you guys stick around while I leave you guys with a message from the Coffee Talk sponsors that brought you guys today's podcast episode. All right, guys, we're moving over to Instagram. Now, like I did with Twitter, I'm going to quickly just update my whole Instagram, which actually, funny enough, if you guys have been following my Instagram for some time, you might know that this has become, a, I didn't plan this, but a ritual for my icon on Instagram to be me pulling some sort of like yoga pose. And I actually just got a new photo recently here in Iceland in front of a waterfall. So I'm going to update my British Columbia yoga pose to my Iceland yoga pose. Lined it up really quick and changed it. Already things feel pretty fresh. And like before, I'm going to go quickly through who I'm following and just basically check in because this is also something I haven't done in a really long time. Now, one of the things that I will give Twitter that Instagram does not do is it shows you right then and there like who is actually following you versus who isn't. So this will be a little harder. Not that I'm just blindly unfollowing people because they don't follow me, but I mean, just like random accounts that you're like, who is this person again? So I'm just going to go through and basically stalk who I'm following and do the same thing that I did. So I'm going to dip out real quick and hit you guys back once I'm done filtering through my follows. Okay, so like 50 some accounts later and I'm done. <laughs> but honestly, I haven't done that in a very long time. And it was interesting to me to see even just like accounts that I followed when I first like started my Instagram up until basically, you know, now and just accounts that I followed at different times in my life that I'm like, eh, this is kind of weird. Just like, you know, just those accounts that post just stuff that makes you feel crappy. So feels good to detox that out. Not necessarily people's accounts, but you know, those like accounts that post just like random pictures that they find on the internet, like abs for days and stuff like, uh, yeah, I want abs, but I don't, I don't need to see that on a day-to-day basis. So I'm glad that that is gone now. Another thing that I love about Instagram, and I know that we were talking about this with Twitter, is the whole like saved collections. So I'm sure all of you guys know what that means. But in general, if you guys are kind of curious, I guess, as to what kind of collections I have, there's like a few that I've kept. So I have a collection normally for each place that I travel, just of places that I maybe want to like scope out or take photos. But then some other ones I have are really cute animals, vegan food, outfit ideas, inspo, decor. Then I have quotes, Try it in Toronto, which means just like foods or places or things to do in Toronto. Just an overall vibe one in general. Yoga, manifest, which is basically all the things that I'm trying to manifest, aka like a dream board, which is probably one of my favorites because anytime I'm feeling just, you know, just kind of down or kind of forgetting as to why I do all the things that I'm doing, you know, those days where you're just like, oh, I just don't have the energy to like get up and put in work. I'll just like scroll through my manifest board and I'll be like, okay, now I'm ready because I am looking at all the things that I'm trying to manifest in my life. So using saved collections can also be a really cool way to just kind of up your social media game as well. Now, one thing that you guys might not know is I, I run quite a few Instagram accounts. So 
I actually run my account. And then, of course, there's Bentley's account. And then there's my Co's account. So the All Things Co's account is something that I also save collections to in terms of just, again, inspiration and motivation to kind of grow, I guess, my brand channel, you might say. So the saved collections is also super helpful. And then, I mean, maybe I'll give you guys just a little secret exclusive um, or just secret in general that I actually have like a secret Instagram account that I've been running for a little bit. And that has been also too one of my favorite things I think I ever did. It was something I started quite recently. And I don't know how many of you guys do this, but I was always one of those people that never really understood the whole concept of having like a secret account that no one really knows about or one that isn't really I guess, navigated around your life. I was always like, oh, that just seems like more time on social media. But holy crap, guys, making a separate just account unrelated to anything and just being able to post what I'm kind of more passionate about is so, so therapeutic. It's one of those things that whenever I'm kind of, you know, in the mood to be on your phone, like you don't have anything else to do. You're either just like laying in bed or sitting on a couch or on a long road trip or whatever, waiting at the doctor's office and you just want to go scroll through your phone, but everything's kind of making you feel some type of way. I feel like going onto my secret account and just seeing all the things that make me feel happy and inspired or being able to post something that's, you know, deep and sappy, it just makes me feel really good. And I don't know. Having that whole secret account, maybe it's not your thing, but it wasn't my thing either. And having one now, I have to say, it makes a big freaking difference. So now I'm going to share with you guys some of my favorite accounts to follow on Instagram before we dip into YouTube and then leave, because I feel like I've been chatting to you guys about social media for quite some time. But again, let me know if you guys are enjoying this whole kind of live time do it with me thing that I'm doing in today's podcast episode, because I thought it would be cool to actually go through and do all of this with you guys as I'm actually clearing out my social media because one, I guess it makes it easier for me to explain how I'm doing it because I'm doing it with you. But two, figured it'd be cool because I'm also able to share with you guys some of the favorite accounts that I follow that we would normally not really talk about. So for instance, one of my absolute favorites that I recently started following was Humans of New York. Now, I'm sure again, if you haven't been hiding under a rock, you've heard of Humans of New York before, but Humans of New York are basically just this social media account that posts literally just different humans in New York and tells their story. And I think that that's so cool because we kind of get used to this whole norm of being surrounded by humans, but forgetting that we're all so vastly different and that we all have some kind of story to tell. And so that is why Humans of New York is one of my favorite. I wonder if there's a Humans of Toronto. Let's, let's find out. Humans of Toronto. If there isn't, guys, we might have to run a new secret account. Okay, there is, but I don't think anyone's actually stuck with it. They haven't posted since 2014. So anyone listening, if you're from Toronto or any town that you're from, maybe we should start a Humans of Toronto account, yeah? Anyways, moving on. The second account that I am completely madly in love with lately is Live Kindly Co., like L-I-V-E-K-I-N-D-L-Y-C-O. Now, this is one of my favorite vegan accounts just because they're such a positive thing to read. They post a lot and it's one of those accounts that just posts every day, just updates in the vegan community. It's not like a vegan hate account. It's not one that's like not being vegan is bad. It's one that's just saying like being vegan is good and it just shares like cool little facts. Like for instance, Cadbury is launching vegan Bourneville buttons or Canada just got its first vegan Beyond Meat burritos. Why so many LA Dodgers are now dairy free. 19 year old launches a vegan milk man delivery in Los Angeles. 
Chipotle introduces new protein-packed vegan bowl. Just really cool vegan facts that you might not have heard about or might not have known about. There was actually one that I read the other day. Oh, for instance, Leonardo DiCaprio convinces Russia to free 100 whales. Like, so cool. Would not have known that if I wasn't following this account. And just reading those little things just make me feel happy on a day-to-day basis. Which, speaking of happy, we can't even talk about social media without talking about memes, right? So kale salad is probably one of my favorite to follow, not just because I'm biased over the name Kale, because that's what my friends and family call me, but also just because, the again, like a good funny meme, a good relatable thing that you can send to your group chats or send to your friends is always so lighthearted and fun when you're scrolling and you're just like kind of in a weird mood and then you stumble upon something just absolutely relatable and hysterical. It just makes you feel really good. So Kale Salad is probably one of my favorite meme accounts. And then in terms of inspo, someone that I actually started following this year who I am just not only in love with her because she's beautiful but and because her relationship is so cute, but just because I just really mess with her. I get good energy from her. And it's the real Barbara Palvin or just Barbara Palvin in general, but that's her Instagram account. She's probably one of my favorite like inspos to follow. And then of course, people like, you know, Taylor Swift, who can we just talk about for a hot second, if any of you guys are Swifty fans out there, she's been dropping a lot of really interesting photos lately. And then she posted one of her cat being like, she just read all the theories. And so I feel like we're definitely getting music this year. And I, I can't even dip into that conversation right now because I'm literally going to freak. But anyways, <laughs> another favorite account of mine to follow because she posts really cool stuff. And last but not least, I'll share with you guys my favorite account to follow that's like super moody and just like really like travel and like astrology and just, again, just moody. And it's Annie Tara Sova. So A-N-N-I-E. T-A-R-A-S-O-V-A. She's one of my favorite accounts to follow in terms of just like, you know, that whole just moody, dreamy vibe. Like she does really cool paintings. She travels a lot. She's got some really cool stuff on there. Crystals, all that fun stuff. So those are probably like my top five to six accounts as of recently that I've been kind of just eyeing every time I go on social media and I end up getting lost in wormholes on their pages. Long story short, I feel like when it comes to Instagram, it's always just kind of important to just be wary of the accounts that you follow and don't be afraid to, you know, unfollow a few accounts that maybe don't make you feel that great. Yeah, you might lose a few followers yourself, but who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, this is all supposed to be for fun, right? It's all supposed to be to help us connect, not to help us disconnect or feel like crap about ourselves. So don't take it so seriously. And just while you're scrolling, just be aware of what you're inviting into your life on a daily basis. Because Instagram in particular, I feel like is one of the biggest ones, one of the ones that can have the most power to make us feel crappy, but also have the most power to make us share and create and feel good. So that's why I feel like definitely take your time while detoxing your Instagram, because that is the one, at least I know that I spend some of the most time on when I'm on my phone. And now last but not least, we gotta do YouTube, guys. One of the things that I'm realizing in this moment is that I actually have not, like literally I'm the worst YouTuber ever, have not downloaded the YouTube app to my phone yet. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that. And then we're gonna scroll through YouTube and I'll share with you guys, not only just some of my favorite accounts, but just in general, a lot of my thoughts on the whole YouTube world. So my description as of now is just your average 25 year old caffeinated Canadian. I have shameless one way conversations with my dog and prefer Sunday afternoons to Saturday nights. Now that's still all true. So I'm leaving that sharing my travels, trials and tribulations while we 
we all navigate the ebbs and flows of life. Killing time until I'm an old lady and it's acceptable to watch Dr. Phil and bake cookies all day. To be honest, I don't watch that much Dr. Phil anymore. So I'm going to change this to documentaries and bake cookies all day because that's more the mood. Filming life until then. So once I do make it as a hip granny, I can reminisce on the good old days when my skin wasn't flabby. Welcome to my life. Love it keeping it. Now, one of the things that I do have to say, or I guess my overall opinion about YouTube is that sometimes I find I can get a little overwhelmed by the amount of content. I think that YouTube is one of those platforms that people love to hate on. And I'm kind of in this weird indifferent pocket because I love YouTube. I love being able to share my life online. I love being able to film videos and post them somewhere that's easy to basically communicate with my followers. And I think that using things like the community page and just little tools that I know I could be better at is going to help me, especially this year. But just in general, I feel like sometimes when you just open up your homepage, it can be so overwhelming for all of the content. And especially as a creator myself, I start to feel kind of crappy sometimes when I go on YouTube and I see how many people are just like posting every day. And I'm like, how are they doing this? And it kind of gets in my head. I'm always worried when I watch someone else's style or I guess videos that I'll start to change my own or I'll start to change my own perspective on the whole idea of it. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I'm just saying that that's kind of my truth. And I'm working on feeling good about what I share and what I create while also cheering others on to do so as well. And that doesn't just stem from YouTube. I think that stems from Instagram, Twitter, and everything else. I constantly preach, you know, to enjoy your life and to basically be yourself and share your voice. But I know even for me, it can get really hard to actually walk the walk instead of just talking that talk. I know that ever since the end of last year, when I started making a lot of changes and I changed even just like my YouTube name and I started changing my content and I split my channels, there was like a big pushback. I lost a decent amount of followers. And I thought in my head beforehand, I was like, I knew that it was going to happen. But when it actually did, I was quite surprised by how much it actually affected my self-esteem. And I'm not going to lie, like that's not a pretty thing to admit, but it is true. When I noticed that a lot of followers were dropping off, I started to feel really crappy about myself. And I started to wonder like, maybe I shouldn't change. Maybe I should go back to the way that I was. Maybe I shouldn't grow. And that's when I think social media is getting in the way. That's when I think that we need to re- organize the priority that we put social media at because I think that as long as you're being authentic and as long as you're being true to yourself, you should just share what you want to say and to just do it with good intentions and do it with the thought process of just wanting to document your life. So like I said, when we all turn into hip old grandpas and grannies, we can look back on all of the things that we did and all of the moments that we shared. You're not going to remember how you, you know, <laughs> took 70,000 bikini photos. You're going to remember the trip in general. You're not going to remember how one person unfollowed you. You're just going to remember about how the whole thing made you feel. So just filter down, again, pun fully intended, your feeds so that you start feeling good about not only what you're seeing, but feel good about the things that you want to share. Create a space for yourself that makes you feel like you can speak your truth and that you can unfilter your thoughts and unfilter your life in a way that you're sharing in a safe place to share your voice. And if people don't like it, then let them go. Let them unfollow. Who freaking cares? Because I mean, we just did the same thing, right? We just went through and unfollowed accounts that don't really mesh with us anymore. And like I said, it was nothing personal. So 
it's nothing personal when it's the other way around too. And I think that when we do these little mini detoxes every now and then, and even just detox our time off screen, but most specifically detox what we're surrounding ourselves with. And not only that, but what we're posting online, then we can actually create like a ripple outwards. That's going to embrace a more positive online atmosphere rather than a more negative one or a more dog eat dog one, because nobody really actually wants that. I think that we can make social media a safer and a lighter place. And it's up to us to use its power for good. So yeah. And now, honestly, I feel lighter in a weird sense. Um, Not that detoxing your social media will make that much of a difference on your mood, but I definitely do feel lighter. Like I feel like I haven't done that in so long. It's been a minute since I've gone through what I'm following and what I'm seeing on a daily basis. I feel like it's become very mindless for me as I'm scrolling that I don't even question what I see anymore. So I think that it's good every now and then to just kind of go on and be like, oh, yep, this is interesting. This I like. This makes me feel good. I want to see more of this and maybe not so much of that. And with that, I feel like I'm going to create my own little safer space to share my voice more this year because I feel like in a weird way, even though I think it's a learning curve and I think that it's going to take some time, a lot of the changes that I have been making and a lot of the just priorities that I have been shifting around in my life are going to create a better foundation moving forward. So doing this today with you guys was not only really fun, but it was really needed. And now I do feel a lot better. So now that we've detoxed and now that it's getting pretty close to dinner time here, I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you guys enjoyed this coffee talk. I know that it was a little different than usual, but I'm trying to find some fun and new ways to create some spins on what we talk about and what we do in these coffee talk podcasts. And next week's will be completely normal. It's actually how to be more compassionate in your day-to-day living. So don't worry, we're going to get on that deep spiritual level next week, but figured that we'd make it a little lighter this week and just do a little detox. Aside from that, I love you guys to the moon and back. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and I'll talk to you guys all very, very soon. Bye guys.